Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Crash, the UK Geek Podcast. This is episode 286, recorded on Wednesday the 30th of October 2019 at 22.02.40. Happy almost Halloween! No doubt by the time I've recorded this podcast and edited it and uploaded it, it will be tomorrow. It will be Thursday, the 31st of October 2019. It will be Halloween. And because of that, I am recording a special Halloween episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let's start off with some scary stories. Scary, but real. I'm not sure if I've shared this one before. Unless you are a friend and you've heard it from me in person. But a few months ago, a spider as big as a mouse crawled across my face and woke me while I was sleeping. And then, a few weeks ago, I felt something awfully wrong downstairs in the under trousers department. Again, while I was in bed. And then... When I went to investigate, I found something alive and terrible. Yes, another spider. And it was, God help me, nestling. A few days later, I felt an itch behind and brushed a dead and crunchy spider away. Let me assure you that all these incidents involved screaming and running. But, and I must be growing up somewhat at last, you'll be proud to hear that there were no actual tears. I wouldn't say that I'm toughening up. I think what it is, really, is it's down to me just having a resignation with the horror. The horror. And you know what? If there was ever a better and more visceral and terrifying indicator of climate change, global warming, I think this must be it, because there are more and larger spiders coming into our homes. And as if that wasn't enough. Now, I have talked about the old man in the attic before. And guess what? A few weeks ago, the stealthy footsteps in the ceiling returned, as did the scratching fingernails and the agonised groans. Yeah, of course, it's just the pipework because the weather's getting colder and I've turned on the heating again. It's absolutely nothing more than the pipework. Keep telling yourself that. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so those stories were actually real. They were things that happened to me. And, oh, yeah. At least we have a day of the year to talk about those things. If you've got something equally horrifying, please let me know so that I can share them on the show. Providing I can actually read those emails without hiding behind something. Okay, moving on, still in the pre-show section, 
I forgot to tell you about this in the last episode, but I wanted to, and I know this isn't a podcast about pens, because there is already one of those around, but last Sunday I bought a rather natty dip pen. It's made of some really nice, well-turned DuPont Corian, which is a type of plastic material that looks vaguely like a cross between, I don't know, thick formica and marble, and it's used in high-end kitchens. This piece of Corian was slate-coloured, a nice dark grey, and it had little flecks of silver and gold, and it immediately caught my eye when I saw it. It only cost me £4.99 UK, and is cheaper and better made than the other two wooden dip pens I use to hold my selection of speedball nibs, because I'm trying to do a bit of cartooning. I actually bought them ages and ages ago to do some very amateur, slightly one step above doodling, but now I've got a book about cartooning and I thought it might be fun to learn something creative. And this pen was available and very cheap and actually cheaper than the wooden nib holders. In the past I have had plastic ones, but they are utilitarian and frankly a bit ugly and it's not my thing. I need to have things that look and feel nice. And this wasn't expensive. The couple who make these pens visited my city recently and because this isn't the first time they've come here and I always chat to them and I thought it was about time I actually bought something and coincidentally there was actually something that I wanted to buy. So I thought I'd give them a free plug. You can find the pens that they make. They don't just make dip pens, they also make fountain pens and other pens, but all other pens are inferior to fountain pens and nib pens, which you'll know is the attitude that I have if you listen to this podcast. You can find all their stuff at greenleafcrafts.com. And this is a appropriate time for my own little ad break. Did you like that little touch of ukulele horror? Anyway, I am here to remind you that I have written a novel. It is a thrilling thriller called The Horus Box. Horus as in the Egyptian god. You can currently find it on Amazon. Just search for The Horus Box or my name, Roy Martha, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R, and you will find it. The Horus Box. A delicious black comedy adventure ebook. Get it now on Amazon. And back to the show. Let's get on to the main subject, which, apart from frightening myself and you, is to talk about Joker, which I saw at the cinema on Monday. And I have to warn you, right now, there are going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, just skip this and come back to it when you've seen it. Okay, you have been warned. So, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 
two, one. Okay, let's talk about Joker. I did enjoy the film, and that is despite some very overdone references to other films, like The King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, both starring Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro was actually in this film just to drive the point home even more. There is also a recreated incident based on a particular old and violent news item. It is actually wrongly readapted for the movie, and I don't even know why they did that. Actually, let me just tell you, it's about that incident that happened in America on the tube. That is the subway train. The way they've used it in this movie is completely wrong and out of context. It was a racist incident, and this one isn't, so I'm not really sure other than for shock value or the fact that the writer probably couldn't think of anything else that this was recreated here. I really haven't told you what this movie is about. Joachim Phoenix is great, playing a stressed clown who wants to make it big as a stand-up comedian but he's got a lot of things against him he is poor he is coping barely coping as the carer of his mother and has an isolating medical condition no not mine I'm not talking about Tourette's but another one And what happens is that all these stresses exacerbate his pre-existing depression and anxiety, added to which we find out that he's about to lose his health benefits. And I must say at this point, I think for any filmmaker, it was always going to be difficult walking the tightrope of showing a character with mental health issues while not saying that this is the primary reason he is a murderous criminal. I do think, though, that they manage it here. And that's just as well, because people with mental health problems, such as anxiety and depression, are more likely to be a harm to themselves rather than anyone else. There has been some noise from the press that was then unthinkingly, as is what happens nowadays, echoed throughout the internet that the character is an incel. Incel, involuntary celibate, and a community of which has produced some violent killers who have perpetrated massacres. No, he isn't. Despite his murder lust, And don't get me wrong, Joker is a terrible man. He isn't a misogynist. Neither is he indiscriminately misanthropic in his rage. Will it influence a man, and they invariably are men, to commit some vile outrage? If that happens, if someone does decide to commit some unspeakable act... That person would do it anyway, even if they'd just watch Blue Peter. And 
And I don't really see why there's a need for Moral Panic, which has greeted the release. Not in the UK, but in the USA. Although, I can see that from a context of coming from a place that has had so many massacres, that might be the case, but I don't think it's warranted. I think the reason there are so many massacres in the US is because there are too many guns. Back to Joker. The movie works because for a large chunk of the film, the audience can empathise with the main character. I've said this before in the podcast that I think it is important to be able to empathise no matter how horrible that character is, simply because it's a way for the audience to engage with the film. It's possible in Joker for the audience to do this because of Joachim Phoenix's strong performance that, until a certain point, is almost relatable. It can't hurt as well that the film must have been influenced, it was certainly influenced actually, by other great works like Alan Moore's Batman the Killing Joke and Heath Ledger's incredible interpretation of the character in The Dark Knight. And because we're getting very heavy by this point, Tiny Tim. Don't think I didn't notice the blue ukulele on the sofa. And by the way, (laughs) my first ukulele was a blue ukulele, is a blue ukulele. It is in fact in the other room sitting on a chair. Although sometimes it is actually on the sofa because I play it a lot. Where were we? Yeah, let's leave blue ukuleles behind for now. I think the main problem with this film isn't so much with the movie itself, but it's with Todd Phillips, the creator. I can completely understand and I share the hostility towards the director because of his poor and morally questionable previous creative output, The Hangover, and his obnoxious, pompous egotism when doing the rounds to promote this film. And there is also Joachim Phoenix's confused reaction while doing press that has also not helped. In conclusion... Whether accidentally or intentionally a good movie, it is currently doing very well at the box office, but you know how much I don't care about box office ratings or other people's ratings, in fact. So I'll just talk about what I think. Personally, I recommend this possible origin story for Batman's most iconic villain. And I say possible origin story because the post-Bob Kane Joker is a notoriously unreliable self-narrator. And that is Joker currently out at the cinema, though I'm not sure for how much longer. I think I saw it at the tail end of its release. Which is why my chat, non-review personal viewpoint, non-objective waffle has come out so late. I think people will enjoy the movie. I think they will 
be able to empathise with that character up to a certain point, and it will leave audiences disturbed, as it should do at the end. I certainly don't think that this movie will be a deleterious influence. And that is it. I'm now going to edit this podcast and put it out so that people can listen to it on Halloween. If you are having a Halloween party, everyone please have a happy and safe and enjoyable Halloween. And that is it for now. The show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this episode. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, although Apple Podcasts is particularly helpful, and recommend it to a friend. You were listening to Crash, the UK Geek Podcast, episode 286, recorded on Wednesday the 30th of October 2019, and the time at the end of the show is 22.25.52. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!